You're listening to Two Sides of Phi, a podcast that follows two lifelong friends as they seek financial independence and to retire early. I'm Eric, and I'm joined by my friend Jason, who reached Phi in 2020. And this is our story. I heard this recently, and I really it really resonated with me. Um, I, th- I think it might have been on the White Coat Investor. He said, since I've reached financial independence, I've removed cost from all calculations. Cost does not matter to me anymore. And I thought that is a real definition of becoming financially independent that I can get behind. For me, financial independence is when you have the financial means to no longer require uh, a salary, right? Income, uh, external income of any kind. Uh, You may choose to keep getting it, but you can cover all of your expenses and your needs whether they're you know the must-haves or like the super fun to haves, they're they're met by what your assets are. And so, like when I was a kid, I would definitely you know that's the type of thing you hear like living off your investments, and that's that's mm-hmm. what I think about for FI or financial independence. So it's a number, uh, your net worth, or or what? It's accessible assets, right? So like your house is part of net worth, but I don't consider it in terms of like financial independence. Yeah, because I'm probably not just going to offload my house to pay for something. Right. Being financially independent is also for me about what I'm making every month. For the business, I have I have X dollars that need yeah. to come in and out, and I have you know a certain amount I want to save each month. So yep. I'm looking at the whole financial picture, saying, okay, if I'm not earning this every single day, there's a problem. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but do you have that in place? I mean, I know you're a strict budgeter, so yeah. you must have something to account for all the all of the buckets you need to fill, right? I do. Yeah. I mean, put simply, I guess I would say it is I have a budget that I established over the year before I left the workplace and, you know, determined this is what we need. We can live on this very comfortably. We're happy. We're doing the things we can do. We can pay for emergencies. We can pay for the fun stuff, all that. And that is the amount that I withdraw or have have withdrawn and basically like a paycheck every month from uh, my money market account, right? My Fidelity money market account. And that's an account that is set up with usually, you know, the goal is, you know, eight to 10 months of of expenses that are needed. uh, And that is refilled by, you know, selling equities as they mature or selling off, you know, stock that makes sense to sell off. And so once uh, a year, you you fill uh, that once a year or? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I should say, yeah, so far, Okay. Um, yeah, because sorry. I've, I've only, right. I only left the, <laughs> the workplace back in June of 2020. So the first refill is coming up. Okay. Um, and, and right now looking at things, it's more about selling, uh, some things that are out of balance okay. maybe from a, what are my targets perspective? Um, your yeah. asset allocation kind of thing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like I have some, some, um, I'm, I'm heavy in international, for example, versus my target and based on performance and, and, and basis and all those things, it makes sense to sell some of that. You know, as I see becoming financially independent, I've always thought of that as since, I mean, it's a relatively new concept to me, but I've always thought of it since you introduced it to me as a number 25 times what I think my annual draw is going to be. So, you know, if that's a hundred thousand dollars, two and a half million dollars is that like, once I hit that with my, I guess my liquid net worth, right. um, or my, I don't know how you would define that actually. It's not yeah. because the, the retirement, you know, the things that are in retirement accounts are not exactly liquid. Um, but, yeah. you know, in terms of looking at the assets that are dedicated to in some way living off of, um, you know, once I get to that number, then I'm financially independent, but it's, it's like 
actually more complex than that, isn't it? The calculation, especially if you have other sources of income coming in like I do, because I mean, I could almost in a way be consider myself financially independent right now. If I have enough, you you know, assets that are generating income, that's, and it's supporting the life that I want to live. The closer that I've kind of gotten to this, you know, it's still a few years off technically, as I have previously projected it closer I've gotten. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, the day, like the day today where I was just editing videos, like I wasn't doing any of my architecture. There's nothing going on drawing wise. You know, I was doing a little bit of sort of client and contractor firefighting, but I basically chose what I wanted to do. And I think that's, you know, that's kind of the definition of becoming financially independent or the value of becoming financially independent is that I don't have to, you know, I can self-direct and, and maybe that's the, that's the gray area that the business has really allowed uh, to exist in my life. That I don't have to make this like really hard, hard split. Like you made a very hard split you I know, did. last year in June and said, okay, this is it. I'm walking away. I know you hit your phi number, the number you had planned on well before you actually left the workplace. Um, yeah, about a year. Yeah. So when you hit that number, why, why keep working? Yeah. Well, <laughs> why, I mean, why'd I'm, you well, go? <laughs> first of all, I'll be honest with you. I was, it was underwhelming. <laughs> when I hit the number, oh, really? I think it's one of those things that you like, it's kind of like, I don't know, graduating college or all these things like you, yeah. you spend so much energy on the buildup. You do all the hard work. Oh, you know what it's like? It's like closing on a house, like your first house. Everybody imagines like the, oh, you get the keys. It's like this whole like ceremony with balloons and crap. <laughs> of course, there's nothing like that, right? It's just work. It's like a ton Jeez. of work in front of you. Yeah. It's like leaking I toilets. Mean, you have to fix them now. <laughs> yeah, I guess you maybe you could exhale a little bit when the, that that is done and you've jumped all the hurdles. But honestly, I I, I don't know. I thought it would be wild with lasers and crap. But it you was, show, but you didn't. You but didn't, why did I keep working? Yeah, yeah. So pretty pretty easy. Lasers. Freaking yeah, sharks with lasers. Whatever happened was, to those laser light shows? Like you remember that going to that Phil Collins laser light laser show? Genesis, and, man, laser we Genesis. We saw that in, in New York with the freaking Boy Scouts, right? That was amazing. Like, I would, I would so see that again, man. Well, number one, I think it was, it was a wholly invisible touch. If it wasn't, it was a lot of that album which you and I were both listening to at the time. Yeah, like yeah. the Brazilian nonstop. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Have you revisited that song, man? It's pretty amazing. You have to go back to it. No, but I've listened to the old Genesis, like Three Sides Live. Like Oh, old side Genesis. Old old Genesis is fantastic. Oh man, it's killer. Anyway, sorry. That was a side. Uh, yeah, track, but, no, it's okay. it's all good. We're, we're gonna so do you, that. You kept you kept um, working. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, keep working is honestly is a couple of real simple reasons. Uh number one, I still had some equity to to come to pass at work. And that that made good sense. Uh, number two, I was working on some projects that I wanted to see through that, that I enjoyed working on. And, and, uh, and that's, I think, pretty natural as well. Now, I was planning on leaving the workplace in March of, of 2020. And of course, as most people will know, uh, right about that time, some, you know, sort of the severity of impact of COVID-19 started becoming realized. And I worked in diagnostics, right, in, in yeah. the healthcare industry. So I became attached to a project uh, to put out one of the first molecular diagnostics for COVID uh, detection. In my case, I was basically project managing some aspects of things. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't playing scientist anymore at this stage in my career, right? But um, 
it was a great opportunity. It felt wrong, like from a visibility perspective, yeah. uh, given my role to just walk away totally. in the middle of this. So, I mean, there were a couple things pulling on me, but honestly, I didn't debate it very long. It, it just felt like the right thing to do. And, and my family was cool with it. Yeah, it would have been nice to have a few more months to prepare for our, the move that we were planning. Right. We were still trying to find a house at that point, by okay. the way, buying a house during pandemic. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, net net, it was it was the right move. So uh, on the positive side, something I didn't plan at all. But, you know, putting on my fiscal responsibility hat as, you know, uh, money guy in the family because no one else cares about anything like that in my house. Lori just is happy that it's managed well, but has no interest in doing it. Interesting. Yeah. I ended up saving additional money that we use to do the work that always happens when you buy a house, right? Yeah. We tore out nasty carpet and put in flooring and, you know, did some painting and bought a you know, few pieces of furniture that we needed to replace. So that was, and plus saved a little more in our vacation fund, right? Oh. So that's pretty cool outcomes. Although I'll be candid. I never felt that one more year, six more months kind of thing where it's like, I better, you know, I'm going to save more because I can. And it's an easier decision than leaving my job. See, no, I, I mean, I was writing, I was writing X's on a calendar oh. until, oh. you know, for, for 90 days, I think is when I started. Yeah. I mean, I got all the way down to like my last couple of weeks before I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go in and talk to my boss and say that, you know, I'm, I'm willing to stick around if they want me to keep doing this yeah, project. Yeah, that's cool. And, and so I had to start again with the calendar. <laughs> and so I did it again. And I'll be honest, the second time, it, like, it was harder because I had, again, back to the buildup. I'd done all that buildup, like yeah. getting ready to leave. And then uh, – yeah, but but yeah, another anyway. 90, 90 tick boxes to put on there, dude. It was so many tick boxes, and, and <laughs> it's funny because when you were getting ready to do that, I was kind of, I mean, I didn't have uh, check boxes on a calendar, but I was like, I don't know if you remember this, but I was like checking in with you. I was like, oh, dude, it's only seven more days. <laughs> like, yeah. it was almost, you know, I was living vicariously through your own situation, just imagining myself at that point, and almost getting way, like way more excited than I feel like I should have, but just because I could just see myself in that spot. But it sounds like it's just, I mean, there's a lot of mixed emotions because Gosh, yeah. if you're like any normal human being, you assign a lot of your self-worth to your job. And, yeah. you know, when you walk away from that financially independent or not, or the idea of retiring is like, especially when you're young and you're in your yeah. highest earning years, people, they, they look at you differently. I mean, they must, right? You're yeah, lazy well, or, you know, yeah. you hate your job. There are, are people who might, might be very well-meaning, but it, it definitely doesn't resonate well with a lot of the, the fire folks when they say like, oh, you guys all just hate working, right? Like yeah. that's why, that's why you want to fire. That's why you want to fire in your like late twenties. And maybe some people really just do hate the idea of work so much of working for anybody else yeah. that they they are willing to try to figure out anything they can do. To, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's a it's kind of a weird viewpoint to sort of get super judgy about that. I mean, we're calling this two sides of phi because really we connect with the financial independence side and all the freedom that that buys us way more than we do with the retire early piece. I what do you think retirement is? And is that something you're actually striving for anytime soon? I mean, it's not, it's certainly not the end goal. It's the, the five side of it, as you and I have talked, has always just been the, the sort of guiding light because that allows me just 
hopefully more freedom to explore other things. Because I mean, right now I'm pretty programmed as, as you said, to just like look for passive income earning opportunities, like ways to make more money, right? Take what I've got, scale the system, scale the income. And so I, I guess my fear for retirement is that that operating systems like stays in place and that I'm not able to explore other things like, like I've seen you doing. Like, I think you were afraid to do that in the, in the very beginning. And then you found some freedom in saying, Oh, I do have time to do this or look over here. Look, look, I can do this. I can do that. You know, but, but you know, you get sucked back in by these consulting opportunities and, and the income earning. And I could see that for me. Um, but retirement isn't this kind of room that I walk into and leave all the work behind because for me, this system that I've designed today that I'm operating in right now, and I'd say for the past maybe two years has been a version of financial independence. Like it's earning enough money to support the family. We're able to hyper accumulate. I'm able to fill my days with things that I'm interested in doing for the most part. And, you know, I can chase down these avenues that I find creatively empowering. And, Mm -hmm. and so ideally I would be able to continue that, but you know, it's funny. It'd be interesting to hear you talk about this. When I say that to Laura, she kind of shudders and says, wait, so we're going to reach fire and you're not actually going to do the retire part. (laughs) You're going to keep working. (laughs) Like you're going to go out to the studio and just keep, you know, editing photos or making new videos. And I, I think there are parts of, what I've created here that I I'd probably look to leave behind, you know, the, the working with clients part is rewarding in many ways, but it's also very, very challenging. And it's the, it's the part of my job that I've whittled down to be the smallest part because it is so challenging. And so when that goes away, naturally, if I'm making videos about designing homes with clients, that part has to go with it. And so I'm, I'm a little afraid about that. I'm afraid in the same way that you would be walking away from big teams of people that you're working with or projects that you're working on, you know, fighting the pandemic. Um, those, those things, I worry about what retirement looks like. And I know Laura, my wife worries about that too. You know, yeah. that's kind of the thing that's keeping her from really getting fully invested in the, in this plan. And it's something we're working on. Um, you know, she's getting outside opinions and because we, she and I, for some reason, I can rationalize it all day long and just say, Hey, look, I can leave behind, you know, the, the sort of working aspects of this, you know, what fills the studio, but I'm not going to leave the creative aspects behind there. They are going to stay with me the rest of my life. And that's the thing that keeps us alive and interested and engaged. And, you know, I was trying to get her to buy into this idea of like, well, what does being successful mean to you? And for me, it's three things. It's freedom, purpose, and relationships. So freedom to work on the things that I choose to each day, purpose, like something driving me forward and relationships, you know, having friends and family to share life with. And like without those three things, none of it really matters. And you know, for her, I think she, the freedom part, is nice. It's a nice idea. Um, and certainly appealing when you're 
dealing with a whole bunch of work crap like she's dealing with right now. But the purpose part she struggles with, like how have you defined retirement like that? Because I know there was a lot of purpose tied up in your job. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. Well, I mean, and I guess maybe just a comment first, I think you haven't used these words before, but my read on, um, your situation is you already have one foot in one foot out kind of into this kind of change. Kind of so do. it's going to be more gradual for you. Yeah. Like for Laura, it's more like it was for me. Yeah. Like leaving a career. And I, for me, retirement is leaving my career, leaving that career okay. in biotech, you know, going on, you know, close to 25 years. It's a formal um, break. It is. Okay. And I had, you know, my, I have a network of thousands of people I built up like Laura does in that space yeah. and it's it's a pretty broad space it covers a lot of companies and countries and but but i you know i i have a a skill set a, a resume and a reputation that that i'm stepping away from and yes like laurie says correctly i could go back right i could choose to go back i have no interest in going back at this time but it's not like it's left behind i tossed it off the edge of the world laura feels but very differently by the way it's still a big step it's yeah. a big step. We all, and it's also, she also didn't work in industry and maybe she feels it more like an academic would that there's this big chasm once you leave. Well, yeah, because she, go back. she's got, you know, she's got a whole research program and she's got grants and mice. And like when you yep. walk away from that, that's right. Poof, that's, that's a pretty hard cut right there. That's right. She could go into industry for sure. She could, but yeah. maybe has absolutely no interest in that. But but it's it's not so final. But yes, the sort of grant funded research is is a bit more final. Um, but but so, you saw so, that but, retirement. The the yeah. I mean, for you, the big break was actually appealing. Yes, it it is. But you know, on the same note, I'll be honest. Uh, and I've read an awful lot about retirement, traditional or earlier or otherwise. The one thing that's constant in all of those tales, books, blog posts, what have you, is that the only thing certain is change. And your emotional change takes a long time to process. Yeah. And that's true. And I struggled with this a lot. And that's one of the reasons that I started writing is, uh, you know, Get, let, let's document this. And, and it actually helped me process a lot of those emotions, the highs and the lows. I didn't necessarily anticipate that outcome, but it's true. <laughs> um, and, um, and, and everyone will find that to different degrees. I think stepping away from, uh, you know, in the office kind of career is probably a bigger step. That's not to diminish what you'll feel and you'll go through, but you're already self-directing and you agree. have a business and, yeah, and that totally. stuff. So, it's been different over time is the answer to your actual question. Uh, incredibly liberating right out of the gate, right? It was exactly what I wanted. Um, I was not keeping a schedule anymore. I wasn't jumping out of bed and going to the office no matter what hour it was. Um, I wasn't commuting. You know, there's some very physical things oh, yeah. that went away, right? <laughs> I obviously didn't miss that at all. Um, and so the, pl- the pluses came immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the downside, you know, you know, sure, like questioning yourself, like, is that what is that indeed the the best thing for me, for the family, whatever, you know, that that not as big for me, maybe because I, I had spent so much time working towards this very explicit goal. Right. It's not like I found myself in the, the difficult situation that some people do that their retirement was chosen for them. Yeah, right. They were right. They were laid off and, and it, 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 unable to to get another role like that. I, I 
chose. So yes, I, I didn't feel that as much, but it still happens. It still bubbles up or, you know, sometimes I found myself putting pressure on myself. Like I wasn't scheduling myself well enough. And I, I talked to you about that and you were very helpful and sort of, you know, how to, how to manage the, the time piece of it and the feelings about it. But, um, the answer is it, it varies so much. And one of the things I've enjoyed is actually at like three month, you know, six month, whatever intervals, like actually thinking what has changed since uh, I wrote about this last time. How mm -hmm. did I feel at three months versus yeah, six months? Yeah. Different things were bothering me earlier on. I honestly feel like a lot of the waves have subsided now only, um, you know, eight months out. I can I can say I have never looked back so far with any regret. <laughs> That's good. Like I made a mistake. I, I've never looked back and said, yeah, maybe going back would, would be a good idea. Yeah. I should start looking. Um, still early. Nothing like that, but it's I still early. I still, still I struggle early. with um, not being able to tell my parents. I mean, you, you mentioned that you told your parents in advance of you doing this, and yeah. you know, then you have to use certain wording. Kind of generally, when I told my parents I was starting a business, they were like supremely worried about me. They're like, "Ooh, really?" It wasn't a like, "Hey, we're proud of you. That's great. That's awesome." They were like, "Ooh." I'm, well, it sounds risky, right? <laughs> yeah. It does. It sounds risky. So I get it as a parent. Yeah. And like, and all the time now, you know, they kind of gingerly ask me, how's it going? Like, yeah, <laughs> you still just have that one client. I'm like, yeah, that's by design. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I chose. I don't you know, want you... 10 clients. They're like, what? We're, I mean, don't you need another project? I'm like, maybe, Maybe not, but I set yeah. this up so that it all kind of right. works this way, but they don't get it. And so I worry. Well, they're not in your head. Telling them the retirement thing is like, oh, yeah. are you sick? Or like, what, right. what's going on? Telling other people about this in general who yes. aren't informed or understand the the ethos and the thinking that goes into it and the freedom that we're actually buying for ourselves is very difficult conversation to have. And I've yes. had this with other friends, that. friends here <laughs> and they're just like, why? Well, like, really? You're like cashing it in. I mean, just going to go sit on the beach. And I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear here that that's not at all what the goal of this is, but having Correct. to explain it to people, it forces you to always justify it. I felt actually like I've had to justify the business model that I have as an architect to other people because people always care. Oh, that's fine, man. Good for you because you got yeah. <laughs> uh, 700,000 followers on YouTube. Sure, it works for you. It's like, well, how do you think I got that, man? Exactly. Like they didn't just well, drop in my lap. I mean, it's... And so I, I feel defensive of that position and you know you too. yeah you must have had to defend it to other people I, and took a, it, I think i took a pretty crappy way out uh it's it's <laughs> you know it's it's not Lying. a high road it's not a high road answer there's a there's a few good friends i told early on and by early on i mean you know a few years before i did it yeah. like i i'm probably going to do this in the next few years and they were carefully selected people right people who i thought would get it who would react reasonably and would it would be interesting to talk to them about it and see where their heads were at um and i referenced it generally the idea of wanting to do something different in a few years to my parents uh -huh. that's kind of the level at which i said it and you know, i kind of let that idea out earlier and honestly i i because i found it's difficult to talk about mm -hmm. um i have a lot of 
weird emotions about the topic, right? Guilt is a word that comes up. Well, like, yeah, I was going to say, I feel guilty. That I, <laughs> I feel fortunate that I have had the career I've had, that I have worked hard for, by the way, didn't get handed to me. Totally. You know, a few months before I told a few more people and I started to kind of, you know, field test the type of language I would use. And I learned pretty quickly that that some people react poorly to this concept, especially people <laughs> who are maybe a little older than me, my yeah. age or a little older, um, hadn't really heard much about it. And it's not something they were actively pursuing. And so I get the kind of questions you were just referencing there, like, well, so what are you going to like do nothing? Like, what are you going to do? Even when I started to explain like the whole freedom to explore these ideas and whatever. And so then I just changed the way I framed it. And so now we're getting to like that last month once everybody knew when I started to, it was announced <laughs> at work, for example. Yeah. Even my work announcement was worded like to start something on his own. Um, yeah. You know, start a business on my own, start something small, you know, whatever. And that's not disingenuous because I have had ideas about things I might want to do when I leave biotech, like start a small brewery, for example, is one of the ideas I've had. And I have shared that with people. So that's not a surprising concept, but it's not like I know I'm going to do that. And I know what that something is. And that is why I'm leaving the workplace. That's not true. I left the workplace to create the space and the freedom yeah. to look into things that might include that, that might be that. And so that seems to seem to float pretty well with people. I mean, they're very, they're very kind. They ask questions about what it's going to be, you know, how can I support it? You know, what, you know, really nice people. But honestly, when I meet like randos and they ask me what I do, I usually say I, I'm a consultant because <laughs> I mean, even my doctor who's my age, yeah. our age is like, you know, what do, what do you do for work? I'm like, well, I'm retired. He's like, Oh, what? <laughs> like, wow, what did you do sucker you something i know about i'm like no not yet <laughs> i mean yes invented things but no they're not that important for yeah. anyhow it's it's i don't know it's look it's a weird thing there was like there's literally one person at, at my job who i knew was on a similar path and, and that i could talk to about this and it was really cool when i discovered that they were because you know i could talk freely with them um but you know i i have a couple of friends you know you being one and another friend comes to mind who are absolutely on the path and on a not too dissimilar timeline, like, you know, two to four years or what have you. Mm -hmm. But that's a pretty small number, right? I mean, two is a small number or three is a small number. So I haven't exactly figured out how to talk about it. Yeah. Um, obviously, putting the blog out there was my first like real statement to my friend group and my social media circle yeah. that, hey, man, this is what it is. But I mean... <laughs> It's not like I went and posted the blog on LinkedIn right. or on my Twitter that I used to use for work. Yep. Um, I think I probably will at some point, but <laughs> maybe it's just not enough time has passed or yeah. something where I'm, or maybe it's unnecessary. But um, yeah, it's, it's something I still struggle is the wrong word because I honestly don't care, but I still wonder what the best way to talk about this is outside of like, you know, having the space on you know, a blog or on a 30 minute video to talk through <laughs> of this in a safe way. Right. I worry about my parents watching a video and, and seeing, learning about it. <laughs> I feel like I have to kind of, I think you do kind of have to tonight. I just let them know that <laughs> what's going on. I don't know. I'm pretty sure we have friends our age who look at us like even just having this conversation and they're just like, Pfft. 
Good for you, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In fact, I've heard it. Yeah. Yeah. It must be nice. Yeah. The, the well, whole, I, the must be nice thing bugs me more than anything else because it's, this stuff doesn't just happen. Of course it doesn't. And eight, <laughs> by the way, reminder for everybody, 80% of millionaires are first generation. Yeah. You made, you did something to make it happen. Yeah. Plenty of that is hard work. Some of that is luck and timing, right? But that goes for anything. <laughs> um, but man, you gotta, you gotta work to make it happen. You, yeah. you make your path. You take choices. Very few of them are easy. Um, <laughs> you know, you got to hustle. And, and for, for sure, you have hustled. You, you didn't stumble into a fortune. You didn't come up with an idea that got bought by a big company and, and you sold your interest in the company for millions of dollars. <laughs> you built a cottage business uh, in two different ways um, and – and you have made that your success. So I, I think nobody can begrudge yours. I mean, I've had some acceleration in my my net worth from uh, equity in companies, right? It's all um, steps that you've taken, though. I mean, but they're I, steps. It doesn't just happen, and of and not. and that is the, that's the part that is. I think people use that as an excuse for why they're not in a similar position. Because I, to be honest, like I have a close friend here who, you know, I I, I said that this too, and I think it was just their reaction was just more of a jealous one. Yes. And I think that's where a lot of these negative emotions kind of come up. It's like, well, this person clearly wasn't planning in the same way that I was. And it's like, in some ways, the reason we're doing this is to to show people that this is a possible option, you know, that it really could, it really does work. And it's possible for almost anyone at any income level, if you, take the right steps and the right approach. And I absolutely agree with, and that. I couldn't even have that conversation with this person because they just weren't yeah. even open to it. It's like, well, it must be nice. <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and they, and then focus in more on the, like, well, what are you going to do? Just like sit around, do nothing. Like that sounds completely boring. Like why would right. anyone do that? Like that kind of reaction is just like, <laughs> I don't know. And well, it starts to question of... your friendship with the person too. You know, you're like, well, <laughs> well, at the end of the day, there is a lot of small thinking out yeah, there. True. Um, I mean, I, 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 one of the things that uh, I think is beneficial about uh, supervising a lot of people at different levels in my career is that, you know, I've heard so many different perspectives on some of these questions. And I've had people who have come to me often with the idea of, you know, I'm not advancing at the pace I thought I would. I I really want to get to this point. What do I need to do it? And some of them have been very talented people that just for a variety of reasons, they hadn't gotten there yet. Um, Sometimes they were just really unrealistic, like early in their career. Why am I not president of the company yet? Basically kind of stuff. But (laughs) Some of those folks, you can give them all the coaching you want and, and it'll seem like they're listening to it, but they will go off and, not, and follow none of it. <laughs> like they will not make their success yeah. for excuses very often, yeah. right? Sometimes bona fide reasons, right? Okay. And and that's that's a totally different thing. But man, are there a lot of people who will not take the t- put the time in, take the steps they need, do the hard work, uh, take those decisions to advance. And that's okay as long as you're not miserable about it, it's amazing. You get weird and jealous about it, but you didn't do the things like, okay, yeah. well that's, that's different. It's I, right. I went to, when I was my first job uh, out of college, 
I was tasked with doing a bunch of code research for this school I was working on. And so I'd open the code book and it was, I mean, these code books are, you know, eight to 900 yeah. pages. And like, it's not just like go to one section and you can figure out what to do. It's, it's, it's many, many steps. And so I went to this guy who was like kind of the code expert in the office. And I was like, Hey Vince, uh, so I'm trying to figure this thing out. And, um, it, you know, if I want to know how to do this, how would I, and, and he's like, you'd open the code book and you do the research yourself. And he's like, and I'm walking away and he's like, it's, he says to his desk mate, who's like an older guy, you know, he's like, it's just incredible to me the lengths at which people will go to avoid having to do hard work. And that's what it was, man. It was just like, I wanted the shortcut, you know? Yeah. And, and I learned, I mean, it taught me a valuable lesson. I, I remember that to this day. Like, I don't want to be the guy yeah. who is looking for the shortcut and, and I just find it easier to dig in and do the hard work. And I think that's, sure. that's one of the things that separates, um, you know, people for people on this path from another path that they're willing to do things that most other people aren't. And I, I find that incredibly empowering and fun to be in a club of people like that. And I, you know, Join us as the conversation continues next time on Two Sides of Phi. For show notes, resources, and links to the video version, please check out our website at twosidesofphi.com.